Welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message from Fire Church, Karim Downs. Yeah, God, God's just awesome, isn't he? He's just so so beautiful. Uh, life really means nothing without him. And you know, I, I've been praying all week for this word. And uh, you, you just see through scriptures, the, the title of this message is um, Through the Eyes of Faith. And when you go through the, the Bible, the Word of God, you realize everything really points back to Him from beginning to end, from Genesis to Revelation. There is a shadow and type of Christ right from the garden, the tree of life, from when the snakes were, were biting the Israelites due to their grumbling and, and uh, rebellion in their hearts, that, that Moses was commanded by the Lord to create a, a bronze serpent and wrap it around the pole, that, that anyone that looks at this this, uh, this image shall be healed. It, it was in the shape of somewhat of a cross as well. That from beginning to end, we see in this word that it's all about him. It's all about him. In Colossians, it says, the, the, the heavens and the earth and, and the universe was created by God, for God, and Jesus is God. Amen. And he deserves our, our utmost and deepest worship. And so uh, if you're new to this place, Welcome. We love you. We thank you for, uh, for coming along and, and being part of us. Uh, you, you'll probably catch very soon that we are people that love Jesus. Amen. We're lovers of Jesus because had we loved God, he first loved us. Amen. And when you capture that, when you get that, that's when just things, everything changes. There's a little bit of feedback on, on my end. Can you guys hear that? No, it's just, just in this area. That's all good. Um, through the eyes of faith. Oh, thank you, Rachel. I gave a little brief, our graphic designer. She does an amazing job. And I'm going to be reading from Hebrews 11. And as you turn there, let's just pray. Father God, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for Holy, your Holy Spirit, for coming down, Holy Spirit, and, and being with us and empowering us to be effective witnesses. Thank you, Jesus, for this day that you set apart in advance for us to step into right now. In Jesus' mighty name. May your name be glorified. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Through the eyes of faith, many of you probably know this uh, chapter in the Word of God, Hebrews 11. And uh, I've got to turn to there myself. That's probably a good idea. I've got, got in my preaching notes. Uh, and, and as I turn there, a uh, special shout out to the Alice Springs missions team. Can I get you all to stand up? Mike. Cheryl, Amber, Glenn, Sarah, Nigel, and Richelli were also part of that team. They're celebrating their postponed honeymoon in Port Douglas. Hello if you're tuning in. Uh, these guys have had an amazing and fruitful uh, time in Alice with uh, Katie Speckman and, and Daniel Speckman, Speckman from uh, Iris Global as well. Uh, they're going to be sharing in our Revival Fire Night service Sunday night next week at 5 p.m., and going to be ministering uh, through words of knowledge and um, all the amazing things that you would see in a missions trip. We're hungry and expectant that we'll see here. It's not limited to just the, the country or overseas, but it's also in Metro Melbourne if you have the faith and hunger. So come along to that as well. So can we give it up to them one more time? Uh, it's about two weeks, close to two weeks that you guys invested in that area. And I know that the, the, the church and ministries uh, there were, were quite blessed by everything you guys did. Beautiful. So Hebrews 11. Now faith, everyone say faith, 
Is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for by faith. Everyone say faith. We understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Um, I'm going to do something that's probably not... uh, Hang on. It's a runny tap, you know, with all the worship going on. Um, Faith. Faith. This is what the ancients were commended for. Your Noahs, your Davids, your Abrahams, your Sarahs, your Esthers, all these people that we read in the Word of God were commended for their faith, their faith in God. And what is faith? The Bible says the faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. That sounds like crazy talk, doesn't it? It's things that you're believing for that you haven't even seen. It's things you're hoping for that isn't even in existence yet. But it's putting faith in who? In God. And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. God wants us to move beyond just a base level, average type of faith that just gets us by day to day. I sense that God wants this Word preached this morning to, to go deep in our hearts, in our souls, and, and really start to germinate a deep level of faith in us, in our lives. You see, in, in the Word of God, there's going to be some examples that we're going to unpack here, that these great men and women of God were known simply because they had great faith. Let's see, it says this in verse 4, let's go there now. I've got the NIV here and the New King James, I think, on the screen. Uh, I might just vacillate between the two. Let's go to verse 4. It says, By faith, everyone say faith. faith. Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, everyone say faith. faith. He was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by when, by faith, he still speaks even though he is dead. Did you know your giving to God is seen by Him? That it is a testament of your faith. Your giving is a manifestation of your faith. Your giving, like Abel's, if you're willing to partner with faith, God actually looks at it and He speaks well of it. Can you imagine entering eternity, meeting God, and out of the many different things He'll say, that he'll say, well done, and thank you for your giving. Who wants to be known for their giving, that God actually speaks well of it? You know the Bible says that, that God speaks well of your giving? He thanks you for your giving. It's, a, it's not just giving for practical means and, and seeing uh, you know, the, the work of God advance and carry on this earth, but it's actually an act of worship to say, God, I trust you with my finances. It is you, God, who gives me the ability and the power to obtain wealth, as it says in the Word. So it's my appropriate response to now give back to whom has given. Amen? That our giving is a testament to the generations to come. That one day, my kids, when they're 
working in, in Maccas or Hungry Jacks, wherever it is that their first job will be, they will understand the, the beauty of giving because they've seen it in mum and dad. They've seen mum and dad stretch themselves in this act of worship to say, I, I want my giving to be well spoken of by God. I, I don't need others to know about it in detail. I want my reward in heaven. But God sees our giving. He sees everything that we do. He sees our heart's motives, not just what's on the outside, what we're, what we're producing, what we're giving, but He sees the internal heart's motives. He sees our thoughts. He knows our thoughts. So I want to be known as a, as a man of God whose given is well spoken of by God, that it will ripple through the generations, that my kids will start to catch this spirit. I, I might have told this story um, before, so forgive me for being a bit repetitive, but I, I remember wrapping up my previous job in, in the city. I worked for Medibank head office, Docklands, and I brought Mia with me for a second time to, uh, to my workplace. It's always been an adventure for her. She gets to see what I do, meet the people I work with, the beautiful office space. And, and uh, she had five bucks with her. And there's this uh, lady who's homeless who would normally be around uh, Marvel Stadium, and I got to know her a little bit through Awakening Australia. And, and now I'm with Mia on our lunch break. I said, hey, Mia, I know you got five bucks on you for, for your Subway lunch, but do you want to do something a little bit better and maybe give that money to Jody, who, who's always in need? And she goes, sure, I'll do that. She gives it to Jody. We uh, head over to Tim Hall's office in South Melbourne. And we're just catching up with Tim. Uh, Tim's drawn some cartoons for Mia. And Tim's just rummaging through his uh, paperwork, his office, and he goes, oh, look, there's 10 bucks. Here you go, Mia. You can have 10 bucks. I go, Tim, you, you wouldn't know this, but T Mia just gave away $5, all that she had, to a homeless person. And Tim was like, did you, Mia? She goes, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll do you better. Give him back the $10. Pulls out his wallet and gives her $20. Faith, let your giving be well spoken of by God, that it is also seen in the fruit of what we do, in, in who we give to, because God also, it says in the Word that when we give to the poor, we lend to God, and God is not a debtor to man. When we give to His works, His purposes, when we offer our sacrifice in giving, He is not a debtor to man. He, he, he is the God that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He is not short on resources or supply, but he's after your heart. He's after your heart, your heart of faith. Is faith present when we give? Or do we give out of duty, out of obligation? Or do we give cheerfully, with a cheerful heart, knowing that this is a sign and an act of my worship? And I can trust God in this because he is the creator of heaven and earth, and the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. So that I can put my trust in the Lord. Let me be like Abel, who saw through the eyes of faith when it comes to my giving. Amen. You trust that God will provide for you. You trust that God's power will work through your finances. It, it's crazy to think that we, we took um, about a 50% cut when I went from the corporate job to, to uh, working for the church. But can I just say, we've never been more blessed. The Bible says, the just shall live by faith. 2020 pandemic hits, the Lord says, will you take my word 
Will you take my word for what, what it says? Genesis 26, I'm going back uh, two years now, but it's so, so relevant still. There's a promise there. It says, Isaac sowed in the land of famine, and in the same year he reaped a hundredfold. So he, the Lord said, are you going to take my word? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And we were just crazy. We just gave, 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 gave to the church, people in need. And you can't outgive God. He's that good. We got, for goodness sake, we got a puppy that cost $2,800. My mum, my mum's generous. My mum, I think she's the, the conduit. God, God just, just turns her heart and, and he says to her, they, they need a puppy. Because the, your grandkids keep pestering their mum and dad. So he's given them a puppy. God is that good. He knows all our needs, even your kids' needs. Amen. By faith, let your giving be well spoken of by God. Amen. The next person, verse 5, Enoch. By faith, Enoch was taken from his life, from this life, so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, everyone say faith. faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. My gosh, who knows you need faith to believe in a God that you can't see. You can't visibly see yet. But you can feel, you can hear him at times. There's people here in, in this church that have heard the audible voice of God. Ryan Bauer, one of our um, uh, Warriors of Fire leaders, men's ministry leaders, he was working in Toowoomba, Queensland, and he heard the audible voice of God go to Fire Church. He's never heard of Fire Church before. He had to Google it, found out it's in Victoria, but on the audible voice of God, he packed up his suit. And he's been with us for the last five years. Faith comes by hearing and hearing with the Word of God. When you don't have the audible voice of God, you've got the Word of God. Amen? It's so important that we base our life and our faith on the Word of God. Not just circumstances, not just what people say. You need to test everything that is said. Not just what looks good on the outside. Does it go back to the Word of God? Heaven and earth will fade away. The grass withers and the flower fades, and heaven and earth will fade away, but His Word shall remain forever. Build your faith on the Word of God. Enoch. Enoch was the only person in the Bible who was spared from experiencing death. The other person was Elijah, who I preached about a few weeks ago. But Enoch, there isn't really much to be said in, in the book of Genesis about Enoch. Apart from it says this, in Genesis, uh, it quotes it here in, in Hebrews, that he pleased God. Hang on, let me, let me go there for a second. Here it is, Genesis 5.22. Enoch walked faithfully with God. In verse 22, 24, and it repeats in verse 24 that Enoch walked faithfully with God. He walked faithfully with God. He was close with the Lord. Apart from the words, he was faithfully walking close with God. What were some other attributes to what that actually means? It actually says this in Jude, in the book of Jude, verse, uh, well, there's only one chapter, 
verse 14 uh, to 16, Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about them, see, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones to judge everyone and to convict all of them of all the ungodly acts they have committed in their ungodliness and of all the defiant words ungodly sinners have spoken against them. These people are grumblers and fault finders. They follow their own evil desires. They boast about themselves and flatter others for their own advantage. Enoch was also a prophet of God. Enoch was so close to the Lord that he didn't really care about man's opinions. He he didn't mind if he had to deliver a word that was going to bring correction, that will turn into life. Be so close to the Lord that you don't care much for man's opinions and perhaps the consequences and the backlash. This is an attribute of being close with the Lord and walking faithfully with God, that you would be his mouthpiece, that you are more concerned for people's eternity than their own comfort right now. Rather than appeasing them of their sin, you warn them in love. This is an attribute of being a faithful follower of God. It's not just that. It's, it's being close with Him in fellowship, in worship, in giving Him our time, our devotion, our worship. I, um, on Thursday, on Thursday, um, sorry, distracted the SMSs. <laughs> on Thursday, um, I had this song just keep repeating my spirit um, it's called Love Note by Upper Room and I haven't played it in a while um, you know one, one of the key lyrics is a dinner for two just me and you let's take some time to sit down and dine I broke my bread I spilled my wine something like that right I, I just had that going it's like yeah I, I kind of miss that worship I was just worshipping God in my heart come Friday just this Friday two days ago um Plans had changed. Uh, then the Lord said, "Go to this particular cafe, uh, order an omelet. You're, you're still on a you know vegetarian dish. You're still on the Daniel fast, so I do. And I'm just taking my time to set up my, my laptop, tether off the phone to get some internet. And I just played this random upper room video, not even titled upper room, just a just a random set from um, one of the prayer meetings. And you know, leading up to this drive to this cafe, I felt the Lord say, I, I, I want to spend some time with you. And I said, God, I want to spend some time with you too. And by the time I, I figured out my Bluetooth and my headphones, uh, the, the song list was already playing. And guess what? It hit right at this very moment. beautiful song, Love Note, Upper Room. I was just meditating on that on Thursday, 
And then as soon as I sit down, I got myself sorted. Play here, the very first lyrics, the dinner for two, just me and you. It's like, oh, God, you were here. And, uh, you know, the ugly crying I just do in church. I was doing it at the cafe. I was like, oh. <laughs> Put my hat on. <laughs> it was just beautiful. You know, he, he longs to be with you. He longs to be with you. You're his beloved child. You're his beloved son, beloved daughter. I, I think about how, how much I love my kids. Jess and I would just adore our kids and how we, we want to just steal uh, away their time in, in like father-son days, father-daughter days, and, and just, uh, you know, spoil them to an extent. Um, but, but just to have that time as they, as they grow up to get to know who we are, get to know who they are, their little personalities, and, and to be able to just shape them into the, the men and, and women of God that they're called to be. And uh, you, you get to know who your father is, right, when you spend time with him, and God longs to spend time with you. He's going to make a way for you to be closer and intimate in your heart with him. Amen. Who, who loves the Lord in this place? Amen. Amen. Be like Enoch who please God through the eyes of faith. If you, if, you, uh, if you come to God, you must believe that he exists. That is the baseline level of faith. Believe that he exists and he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. Enoch was so close to God, it rippled down uh, about, I think, two generations. He was actually the great-grandfather of Noah. So let's go to Noah now. Noah. Noah built through the eyes of faith. So we have Abel. Abel gave through the eyes of faith. We have Enoch, who was close to God through the eyes of faith. And then we have Noah, who built through the eyes of faith. And verse 7 says this. It says, by faith. Everyone say faith. By faith. Noah, when warned about, these, about things not yet seen. See, faith is the things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. In holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is, that is in keeping with faith. Faith causes you to build if you fear God. Faith will cause you to build something quite, uh, if it is in God, quite ridiculous to the world quite insane. It doesn't calculate. It doesn't add up. It, 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 it makes no sense to a regular person who perhaps doesn't carry the Spirit of God. And perhaps even to some believers, you'd be called crazy, foolish, presumptuous. Why are you doing what you're doing? But when you're close with God, like Noah, with holy fear, he built the ark. He knew the Lord's voice. He knew the importance of of following through what God has asked him to do. See, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, the Bible says, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The, the world's wisdom is foolishness in the sight of God. The world will say, build your career, build your business, do this, do that, just build, 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 earn money, earn money, earn money. All that is fine and good, but if God's not in it, then the Bible says it's like this. It's like the laborers, those who, unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor, labor in vain. It's all for nothing. 
But the holy ones, the, the children of God, you and me, who are called to build something for God, whether that be a, a ministry, a family, a business, whatever it is, if God has asked you to pursue it, to build it, then by golly, you better build it. I, I remember I, I was in, um, uh, in RMIT, one of the universities in, in the city, and I was just doing a course to try and impress mum, you know, poured out all this money in Catholic boys' schooling, and I uh, didn't do it that great, to be honest. I, was, I didn't take it that seriously. And I was just in this course that, that made no sense for me. It was not my passion or desire. Then I get saved, and the Lord says, now you're going to do ministry. And all right, well, I, I hate public speaking. I hate anything to do with the platform, but you've asked me to go into Bible college, so I will. So I, I dropped also at that time um, my banking job. To mom, that was like, ah, my, finally, finally, my son's back on track. I dropped my, my banking job, and, and I pursued full-time study. And then even recently, I love mom. I love you, mom, if you're ever watching this. Um, I've, I've led mom to the Lord. Um, but even recently, my brother's become an electrician. And he's doing uh, well financially. And she goes, why, why don't you think about becoming an electrician? I go, mom, this is about two months ago. Mom, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm doing what I love. This is my dream. Yeah but, yeah, but you know, the money's not so good. And it's not about that, mom. It's not about that. I'm, I'm living the life in God. This is my best life right now. Living the, the dream in God, doing what he's called me to do, building a life on his word, his commands. The fear of God, it says this in the word, the fear of man, sorry, will prove to be a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Noah could have, con- could have uh, conceded and he could have just said, yeah, you know what, you guys are right. There's no rain coming. It's taking ages. Maybe you are right. Maybe I heard wrong. Maybe it's time for me to give up. Maybe it's time for me to just put my hands to other things and, and do something a little bit more productive. So it seems. But a fear of man will prove to be a snare or a trap. But those who fear in the Lord is kept safe. Sometimes God's going to ask you to do something that's not going to be popular. He's going to ask you to say something that's not going to be well celebrated on the project. That's not going to be well celebrated on sunrise. But He's going to ask you to speak His truth in love anyway. Amen. And doesn't the Bible says in the end times, it'll be like the days of Noah. We're entering a, uh, an atmosphere where it, it, there's craziness in schools and what they're talking about, about gender and things like that, that is just messing with little children's minds. And I'm passionate about this subject. I'm sorry if I bring it up if you don't like it. But the Bible talks about the importance of guarding the little ones. Better to tie a millstone around your neck and be thrown into hell than, than to harm these little ones. We've got to protect and, and speak for those who can't speak for themselves. Amen. And I think it's worth it. Don't you think it's worth it to be able to just come to the end of your life and know that you stood on the Word of God, that you never, never compromised, that you didn't give way to the enemy to advance his ground, but you really stood on his Word even with persecution, even with the ridicule. 
the fear of God. In the Bible, the word translated fear can mean several things. It can refer, refer to terror one feels in a frightening situation. It can mean respect in the way a servant fears his master and serves his, him faithfully. Fear can also denote the reverence or awe a person feels in the presence of greatness. The fear of the Lord is a combination of all these things. The terror, the reverence, the respect. When we fear God, he, he deserves our utmost respect and honour. Imagine if the... Um, oh, it's probably not a great example. <laughs> Imagine if the Prime Minister walks through. Or, or a Prime Minister that you highly respect. Oh, I would still highly respect. <laughs> that came out wrong. Honour... Love the brotherhood, fear God, and honour the king. We need to honour those in authority. But imagine a highly respected um, figure walks through the doors. Wouldn't you give him your most respect and attention and honour? It's like that with God and, and his word. It goes further in, in his commandments that he asks us to fear him and obey him. Amen. It's good to fear the Lord. It's the beginning of wisdom. And those who um, know him, it's the beginning of understanding as well. Know your God. Fear the Lord. I would rather fear the Lord over fearing man. The fear of man will prove to be a snare, a trap out of your calling, out of your destiny, out of what God's asked you to do. The fear of man will tell you to just give up and stop and do something else better, quote unquote. But the fear of God will keep you on track. And even if you have to do something that's hard, maybe countercultural, what did Jesus say? Don't fear those who can destroy the body, but fear the one that can destroy both body and soul. There is one to be greater, to be feared than man. I think I'm going to make this into a two-part series. I'm, I've only got through about chapter 11 of this book. One third. I'm going to make it a two parts of years next time I preach. Um, the next one Abraham. Abraham moved through the eyes of faith. Verse 8. By faith. Everyone say faith. Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith. Everyone say faith. He made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents as did Isaac and Jacob who were heirs with him on the same promise. For he was looking forward to a city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. Your prayer life like Abraham's, your closeness with him and your obedience to go at his word is a manifestation of your relationship with Him. It's a symbol and, and a sign of your willingness to do whatever God has asked you to do. Some of you are called to move to a nation and be a missionary. It may not be tomorrow. It may be a few months, a few years from now. Some of you are called to move into a different area of your business, of your career. Some of you are perhaps even called into this church and God is just waiting to see how you will respond. And something, 
a pastor probably would never dare to say, but some of you are probably called to be released from this church, to go to the missions field, to go to other areas of ministry that God is calling you to. Our, our heart behind what God does in church is in Psalm 92. For those who are planted in the house of God shall flourish in the courts of our Lord, even in their old age shall be green and bearing fruit. It's important to be planted in the house of God. But what's even more important is you're planted where God has called you. Has He planted you in this house? And if that's the case, then let's do everything that He's asked us to do in this place. Amen. I remember in our last church, and I've got good friends in the back, we were in our last church together. The very last place we thought Jess and I would find ourselves is in this church at Fire Church. It started by Jess's eldest brother, Pastor Daniel Hagen, and uh, um, long story short, a miraculous um, testimony of reconciliation with family. And the last thing that we ever needed to um, ruin this miracle was doing ministry together. But September 2016, Jess had an open vision, like you would see me right now or, or a TV screen right in front of you, an open vision. And in that vision, we were at Fire Church. You know what Jess did? She laughed. <laughs> she laughed because like, what? Why? After all that we've gone through. Three months later, December, I asked the Lord for a heavenly experience or throw me to the, the fire of hell to just, I just want to be more on fire for God. Like show me hell, what it's like so I can warn more people or show me heaven and how beautiful and glory, glorious it is so I can tell more people. And that night, December, you know, in our last young family's night in our last church, we hosted it at our house, fell asleep and my body started to go up and I see Jess in bed and the, and the Lord, I thought it was going to take me to heaven. I thought this is glorious. He didn't take me to heaven. He, he put me at Fire Church at the altar. And I woke up. It, it's like what Paul describes. I once knew of a man who was talking about himself. He was caught up in the third heavens, whether in the body or spirit, that I do not know. I don't know if it was my body or my spirit, but all I knew was I could see chest in bed. I was being raised up, went through the roof and at the altar of fire. And I woke up Jess, 2.30, about, yeah, about that time in the morning. I said, hey, you never guess, well, guess what happened. God took me to Fire Church. And, uh, and I said to her, I think we need to take that vision seriously. I don't think it's just a fun little cinematic thing that you're meant to see. Prayed and fasted, had three consecutive dreams about being here. We step into this place, and what we feared in, in ruining a family miracle in reconciliation was, the quite, was quite the opposite. God didn't just restore, but he, he just deepened, he strengthened. They're one of the best bosses I've ever had. Uh, the, the ministry is so fruitful. Our, our family is so much closer than it's ever been. But it's only God. When you're like Abraham and you know the voice of God and we ask you to move, you move. Amen. We're not building just for our own sakes. We're not building this life just for our own family and our own benefits. We're building for God. And it takes a lot of faith. It takes a lot of faith. 
it says towards the end of that chapter in Hebrews 11. Who through faith, verse 13, conquered kingdoms. This is talking about all the other great characters in the Bible. It says, uh, let's go back one verse. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets who through faith, everyone say faith, conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the, le- the mouths of lions, quenched the fiery, the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, get this, whose weakness, whose weakness was turned to strength. If you told me when I got saved, you're gonna be preaching, I would've told you you're crazy. And I, I got prophesied that a lot. And I hated it to an extent. Because in my own strength, I can't do this. The studies were shown the, the greatest fear that people have. Was it number one sharks? Something crazy like that. Sharks? Dying by sharks or something like that. And then number two was public speaking. It was a great fear of mine. But whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies, that you can become powerful in battle. If you have weaknesses that is quite supportive of the argument that you can't do what God has asked you to do, if you have shortcomings that you you can't build what God has asked you to build, but if the Lord has asked you to build, if He's asked you to do something for Him, know that He, only He, has the ability to turn your weakness into strength. And how do you grow strong? You gotta find yourself in the battle. They were strengthened in battle. You're not just strengthened behind your TV screen, playing video games all night long, or or, uh, tuning out to the voice of God. You're strengthened by knowing the Word of God and stepping out in battle, stepping out on His behalf. Can I tell you, I I didn't have instant confidence the moment that um, they they gave me the microphone. It it was a progressive thing. It was a progression. It wasn't like, oh, there He is. He's finally arrived. No, there was was a lot of awkward moments leading up to this point of confidence and being able to share. But you're strengthened in battle. God is looking for those who are willing to say yes to the battle who won't give up, who won't back down. We are not those who shrink back and are consumed, but we are those who step up to the plate and fight for our God. Amen. God is looking, friends. He's looking for those who want to be known to have great faith. And it's so simple, isn't it? Never easy. Sometimes it is, but it's so simple. It's all found here. It's all found here and being close to Him, worshipping Him, and then at the right time, stepping out for Him. Um, You know, I talk about faith. And and some of you in the room, you perhaps don't even know God. You've wondered, does He even exist? And you ask yourself, well, if He doesn't, then what is the whole point of this life, this existence? If there the whole point was just to live, earn some money, raise a family, uh, 
look after yourself, then die in the grave. That's it. What's the whole point of that? There's more to it, friends. The Bible says God has put eternity in the hearts of man. He's put eternity in your heart. There's a reason why you're in this room and you question such logic that there's got to be more to life than just living, eating, than dying. And this life is for God. That when we do die one day, at that cafe on Friday, I was just in an overflow, finished my sermon prep, and this, this uh, older lady sits next to me, ordered the exact same thing. You know, hey, great order. Ordered the exact same thing. By the way, Jesus loves you. She's from Mount Eliza, a neighboring suburb to where Jess and I live in Frankston South. So we talked about Richie's IGA, Woolworths, and then we talked about the gospel, how she said, you know what, there's no such thing as hell. And I said, my friend, um, I'm going to let you know that there is. You, you tell me that you believe Jesus existed, he is real. You've come from Church of England to Catholicism when you married your husband. How can you not say that hell is not real? When Jesus talks about hell and he warned about hell, the lake of fire, the never-ending lake of fire. But God so loved the world. I go, have you heard John 3.16? She said, no, I've never heard. I said, God so loved the world. Who's the world? It's you, it's me. That he gave his only son. And if anyone believes in him, not just a superficial surface level belief, but a deep belief and commitment to him, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Something about Mount Lars, we a group of us went on Wednesday, we witnessed to a lady, same, similar thing, same, similar words, and it really just cut deep a bit. I, I could see that she was uncomfortable. That's okay. She, she said at the end of it, she goes, I, I normally sit on that corner, but today I felt to sit here. And I said, the steps of the righteous are ordained by the Lord. He's organized for this moment for you to hear these words. We're going to preach. It's only good news if people know the bad news. Amen. We're going to preach the reality of what's to come. So I pray I'll see this lady. She, uh, we, we ended the conversation respectfully and, and um, you know, in high spirits. And so I'll see you around. I'll, I'll pop into Richie's. My preferred supermarket is Woolies, but if it's a way to see you, I'll, I'll pop in there. But it's seeds, friends, seeds of eternity in people's hearts. You know it's in your heart. And you know if you were to die and stand before God, you really don't know if it's heaven or hell. You can live a great life of faith, but first it starts by getting right with God. So with every eye closed and head bowed right now, if you don't know the love of God, perhaps you're in sin, in secret sin, and you continue to live this life thinking that perhaps you're right with God, but you continue to find yourself in willful sin, not willing to turn away, Perhaps you've never known the, the forgiveness and the love of God. You've never given your heart to Him. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose again and confess with your mouth that He is Lord, you shall be saved. If you've never invited Him into your heart, pray the prayer of salvation. This is for you right now. Perhaps you have. 
in the past and you've walked away and you know you're in the room by no accident and it's time to come home. Without anyone looking around right now, every eye closed and head bowed right now, if that's you, if you know you need to get right with God or come back home, can I just get you to quickly slip up your hand in this place? Or if you know you're in sin and you need to get right with Him, yeah, see that hand, thank you. Is there anyone else? Yeah, I see that hand too. Is there anyone else? This is your time to get right with Him. Is there anyone else? Today is the day of salvation. Don't delay it any longer let's be up on our feet and let's just uh, all repeat these words family so Heavenly Father thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on my behalf and for my sins I ask for your forgiveness wash me clean by the blood of the Lamb. Make me brand new. Enter my heart and be my Lord and Saviour. From this day forward, I give you my life, all of me. Change me for your glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to another online message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this and other resources and information, go to our website, firechurch.com.au.